Welcome to You Must Chill, uh, the weekly podcast on all things Scream Free. My name is John Allen Turner, and right over there is Hal Edward Runkle. Hal, how are you today? I'm doing well. How yeah. are... Well, I'm not doing well. Are you not? I feel like crap. Oh, I'm sorry. What's yeah. going on? Oh, just a bad over cold. There. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, we've both been a little bit kind of bleh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Change of seasons, whatever. Is that it? Is it allergies? Change of seasons? I don't have I don't allergies. Know what it is. is that like... Is that just the power of positive thinking right yes, there? Yes, I do not have allergies. You will speak I do not it, have and it will be so. You, you will say it with a smile, though. Speak your own reality. Yes. Right? Okay. Doggone it, people like me. <laughs> now, we, I have been a little bit just sort of drained and, mm-hmm. and down since uh, Friday night. We had this huge event. Our annual fundraising event called The Big Scream. And that was held downtown Atlanta, and we had, I don't know, what, 120 people there, 130 something people like there, something that. like that. And uh, let's see, we we uh, we charged them money to come, first of all, right? You, you we got, did. Yeah, you got to pay to get there. And then uh, then you have to, we had auction items. Yep. Right? So we yep. had online bidding, and we yeah, had... Yeah, we uh, tried some newfangled technology this time, <laughs> and, and that, that seemed to work fairly fairly well, where people could bid even if they couldn't come to the event. And then we school. did a live auction. You and I hosted it. We did. We did, and raised, raised some more coin to help military families. Now, what for for the people who are out there listening, and they, they may not live in the Atlanta area, for our five listeners out there yes. in the, the grand uh, landscape of America... What, tell them what what we did. Like, what what did we raise money for? Specifically to host these retreats that we have started for military families to come and spend a weekend for marital family re- renewal. So it's a uh, it's married couples. They don't do they bring their kids? No. So it's just married couples. Married couples come who are active duty. Yes, in the in the army or in all the all the uh, all branches. military branches. Yes. Okay, so and they and the uh, reserve and the national guard. We had fam- folks come from lots of various areas. Okay, so they write. We ask them to write an essay, right? Yeah, they have to apply to be one of the couples that is, they're they're usually referred to us by someone at their post or someone in leadership, and then they've got to apply to us because we've got hundreds that apply, but we can only do thirty at a time. And these 30 couples then get to come from wherever to this retreat that we host. They hear me a few hours. They get a, an hour each for free with one of, their, one of our trained counselors. Mm-hmm. Just kind of a, what do we say, kickstart session? And just kind to of, get, just give a, them some, some tools. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then they get to play golf that weekend or go on the lake or they get, and it's all 100% free. And it's like airfare and everything. Yeah, for them. So we pay. We pick up the airfare and and uh, and the cost of the hotel where we're staying. And and do we know where the next one is going to be? We're going to do it in I think, February, twenty fourteen. Right, at your house. At my yes. house. Okay, your so house everyone's coming to my house. One, yes. So we're going to choose one lucky couple. One lucky and, couple to and my wife and I'll go out of town. Yeah. Now, if there are people out there and they are listening and they are military, yes. Uh, how would they go about applying for this? Well, sign up for our emails. Go to ScreamFree.com if you don't already and sign up for our emails, and you will receive notice in plenty of time for how to apply. Okay, and uh, and like we said, it's it's probably going to be in February uh, here in Atlanta and somewhere, uh, somewhere, somewhere in the Atlanta area. I yeah, would, we I did would it. Say. We did a little outside of Atlanta on a lake last night. It was beautiful. It was great. Yeah. Okay. So uh, now we raised money for this, and and in 2014 we hope to do one of these, right? Or, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yes. We did one last year. We're going to do one this year. We we're hoping maybe we could do two. That would be 
stretching it, that would be awesome. Yeah, it would stretch our budget, certainly. Yes. And if people want to give to that, they can continue to give, right? I mean, they, they Absolutely. certainly can... Uh, com donate now button. It'll go straight to the, you know, we do not raise money for our operations. No. We, we raise money specifically to host these retreats for couples. So we're hoping to do, uh, we, we know we're going to do one. We're, we were hoping to do two for military families. And then we eventually we'd like to see this expand, right? We'd like to do some uh, first responders, yes. maybe. Work, yeah. work with some police officers. You We've already this- started some work with some firefighters and uh, firefighter spouses, and so we would, yeah, love to get to expand it to that. It, I mean, once we hosted this retreat, it really was so internally rewarding for each of us just to spend time with these folks and really get to know them, hear their stories, and hear how, you know, these are the folks that make our lives uh, what they are. They make their lives possible. They make our lives secure. And it's great to get to know them on that level, but also get to give back a little. It's fantastic. I mean, one of the things that I appreciate about the, the way we structure the retreat is it's not like, you know, some of these marriage intensive seminars, mm. you know, where you walk in and they hand you a booklet and you're going to spend the next, you know, 36 hours filling in blanks. Yeah. I mean, there's there's some pieces where, like you said, they get to sit and listen to you talk and you're a very engaging speaker. It's not like, you know, they're listening to a college professor or something like that or somebody up there lecturing at them. I hope not. Yeah. So, so it's it's actually a, a fun time, yeah. and, and we build into the retreat times when they do. They just go golfing, or right. they a spa time. You know, yeah, go get, get a spa, massage. Right, exactly. You know, just take go a take nap. A... <laughs> They're away from their kids. A lot of them just I want a nap. Yeah, you know, exactly. Away, and also they, we brought in a comedian, and that was so an entertainment for the for Saturday evening. It was great. So it's it's more than just you know go and sit and learn all the stuff that you're not doing right. You mm-hmm. know, I mean that's what like a lot of people hear. About marriage a marriage retreat, retreat and they're like, yeah. oh crap, I'm gonna go get beaten well, up. Especially for the next men. Weekend. Yeah, exactly. That. A lot right. of guys think that. Thanks. And and that's kind of the common out there is that men, you guys are doing it wrong. Right. And the oh, women are driving you to a or, you it's know. kinda like this uh this thing that's going around, this meme that's going around on Facebook. Have yes. you seen this thing? Yes. Um uh what's marriage it? Marriage isn't for you. Right. A father yes. sending that to his son, right? right. R- like writing a letter, son, marriage isn't for you. It's Basically, it's not for your benefit. You don't go into it for your benefit. You go into it, it's about your spouse. It's about your spouse, right? And it's going around, and people are agreeing with it so much. (sighs) (laughs) Oh, you know what this reminds me of? I was at a a wedding recently, and uh, the... What's her name? The the maid of honor is, uh, you know, doing the toast there at the end. And, uh, or at the reception rather. And she, she, her whole speech, like five minutes mm-hmm. is like every bad cliche about marriage and how the groom just needs to get used to the fact that it's his fault. And he really only needs two phrases that he ever needs to say ever again. Yes, dear. And, and go ahead and buy it. Oh, wow. That was actually what she said. And of course everyone is laughing <laughs> and oh yeah, yeah she said, you know, she wanted the, the bride to put her hand on the table. And then she asked the groom to put his hand on top of hers. Mm. And she said, now I want you to know this is the last time you'll ever have the upper hand in this relationship. Mm. Wow. So, wow. so, 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 th- if you felt at all any misgivings about going into this because it was going to be a trap for the man, <laughs> those misgivings were well founded. So that because whole... it is in fact a trap. Yes. Oh. And now you're stuck. 
So the woman's body is essentially a Venus flytrap. Yeah. <laughs> to clasp around the man. That's right. And now and you're in. You're stuck. You're it's like stuck. quicksand or something. Yeah, you can't you're get out. Yeah. So that's that's your job now. And but uh, you know, it's not marriage is not for you. It's for your spouse, and it's not for your self interest. It's about and this is. Here's the, my problem with it. It's, there's a kernel of truth in there, right? Like there's there is a, some, it, yeah. here, but here's the problem with it. The worst truths are half-truths. Yes. I mean, the worst lies yes. are half-truths. Yeah. You know? Like, because, and that's exactly what this is. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Everybody is now passing this around, say, see, see, see. And especially what, what really kind of uh, chafes me is uh-huh. the fact that that kind of stuff, more often than not, is aimed at guys. Yes. Could you imagine what people would be saying oh, right now if right. this was written from a mother, mother to, to a, her daughter? It's not about you. It's about serving your spouse. That's your right. Man. We would say, "Oh, that's that's the way they do it in you know the Middle East. That's right. the, you know that's, the, that's way the way arranged marriages. That's the way they did it back in, Yeah, exactly. We don't do right. that anymore. Women have a backbone now, and they are persons. And but it's okay if it comes from a father to his son. Not from a mother to her daughter. Interesting. And what I hate about it is it's this pretense that self-interest is inherently wrong and to be avoided. Right. Like, you pursuing joy for yourself in your marriage is wrong. So marriage is ultimately an either-or. Either you are doing something for your spouse, or you're doing something for you. And if you're doing it for you, then then you're doing it wrong. Got it totally wrong. Yep. So you need to be doing it for your spouse. Well, what if doing something for my spouse actually brings me joy? We never consider that. Exactly. Like we never think about that. Exactly. We don't think about that. We think it has to be a self-sacrifice. Isn't that kind of what we do with everything that's good for you? Like, well, I guess uh, this is terrible and horrible right. and awful. It's kind of like eating Brussels sprouts, but it must be good for me. Mm-hmm. Well, we think that way about religious practices. We think that way about our relationships. We think sure. that way about eating well. Well, eating well has to be bad. Blech. And the reason why is because we do recognize, I believe, some inherent value in being less selfish and less instantly gratified. Yes, Right there, and there is obvious value at that, but I do not think that is the highest value. Right, the highest value is learning to find joy in that. Yes, find yeah. If you want to stick to a diet that works in the long term, then it has to be a diet that also works in the short term for you. Mm-hmm. You've got to actually like. This it. is why people go on these diets, lose all this weight, and they come off the diet because they can't sustain it, and they put all the weight back on. Right. Because they have not found something that is both enjoyable in the short and long term. Yeah. I had somebody say to me not too long ago, because I work out pretty frequently. Really? Um, I do. Really? Yes. You know, I'll take you down right now. <laughs> I always wanted to say that to somebody. Oh, I work out all the time. Really? I didn't say all the time. I said, I said I pretty frequently. And uh, anyway, yes. I, uh, I hate it. 
<laughs> I hate working out. And I always come back from working out and I feel like I'm going to throw up or pass mm-hmm. out or both, you know? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I had somebody say, I've never met anybody who works out as much as you do and doesn't enjoy doesn't it. Doesn't enjoy it. And That's I have funny. to figure out, now I will say, when I don't work out, I miss it. I feel like something is yes. off, yes. you know? But I haven't gotten to the point where I really embrace the, oh, I love going to the gym. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. I don't so, love going to the well, gym. Yeah, it's like, it's like me and writing. <laughs> right, we've talked about this before. Because people ask me, "Do you well?" Because you've written two books, whatever. Do you like writing? And I said, "No, no I I don't like it at all." But I love having written. Yeah, so so much. But I've got to find a way to enjoy the writing process mm-hmm. if I'm actually going to do it again. Which is why I just drink. There you go. While uh, I'm writing, no, just drink. That's what I need to discover. <laughs> well, I hadn't thought of that. Now. All of this is sort of a, a big parentheses in what we were talking about, which was... Well, hold on. I think okay. I need to address the whole thing of this not for you. Okay. Or, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I need let's, to adjust let's complete the thought. A yeah. little bit more. Okay. And here's the easiest way. In the parenting book, we introduced a paradigm that we explored much, much more in the marriage book, but that this kind of... It's a way of understanding this relationship of loving yourself versus loving others. And this, are you going to talk about the, Bernard of Clairvaux? Yeah, the four degrees of love. Right. Bernard of Clairvaux was a French monk back in the, what, the 12th century? No, no, 11th. 11th century? Yes, I thought it was least. 1100s, but okay. Oh, maybe it was. So anyway, Bernard of Clairvaux, brilliant, brilliant thinker, yes. particularly of his generation, and he came up with this sort of... Uh, because uh, he was, yeah, he was trying to balance how do you love self versus loving God, and and so we've applied it to relationships because I think it works. But yeah. it's it's basically that uh, the first level of love is entirely selfish. It is I love me for my benefit. Yes, and that's what is being attacked with this meme on Facebook. Because and and again, I think every generation struggles with the elements within that generation that cause them to be self-focused. Yes. Like in an unhealthy narcissistic sort of way. Sure. And sure. so yes, that should be universally acknowledged as immature. For instance, I once had a client after I met with him. This is a couple of years ago, but I had a client who, you know, they heard my message uh, to them about that, look, your spouse cannot make you happy. It's not your right. spouse's job to make you happy. And it's not your job to make her happy. It's your job to make yourself happy and share that happiness with your spouse, right, as mm-hmm. an overfill. Da, 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 da. And so he takes that and then chooses to go directly to his wife <laughs> and say, well, Hal said, this is, <laughs> I remember this was a couple of years ago, Hal yeah. said, uh, I need to make myself happy, and so that means you need to treat me better yeah. <laughs> and have sex with me more often. Right, because that's what that's what would make me happy. Yeah, that that that's not what we're that's, talking about. No, yeah, no, that's that's level one. I, it's about me yeah, and my benefit and personal right? gratification. And but level two is what I think, unfortunately, is actually getting uh, held up as the, the uh, this is the level, pinnacle. Yeah. Level two and three. Yeah, and that it, I love you for my benefit. Right, I love you for what you can do for me. Yes. That's how it ends up. Now, yes. that's not what's being promoted in this no, Facebook but that's theme. Really, yeah. But here's here's what's because level three is what's being promoted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Level right three is I love you for your benefit. There is no me. I get it. Doesn't matter if I get a benefit because it's not about me. Marriage isn't for me. 
Well, then why yeah. are you here? Exactly. That's what I keep asking. You know, like even you know a few years ago with the you know purpose driven life and all that kind of stuff that mm-hmm. came out and everybody mm-hmm. was reading it. Regard, mm-hmm. you know, everybody was looking. And the first sentence, it's not about you. Yeah. I would add a modifier. Yes. It's not In, only only about, about you. you. But, but it is about you. It is about some, you. Because well, why, God cares about you. Well, and why right? am I reading the book then? Yes. Exactly. Why, why did you write this book? For me? Right. Did you write it for me? So the idea of a purely selfless person... Doesn't exist. And it's not entirely attractive. No. No. <laughs> it's not attractive. <laughs> I want to be married to a self... A thinking, a human person, human full yeah. of full of dimensions and nuances and uniquenesses about that person. And I will tell you, the by far the most attractive thing to see in my wife is that she actually thoroughly enjoys me, <laughs> right? And she gets personal enjoyment right. from time with me, right? Well, She's that's part of what, it, what attracts a, us to people, yes. is people who are having a good time. People who are in, exactly. and even, even if, and, and I don't mean to like sound completely hedonistic, because there are people who are going through difficult times. Yes. And I don't mean to minimize that. Say, so, well, you should just cheer up and have a good time, pursue your own you know, zen or whatever. Right. People who can find the, the ability to discover joy in the midst of difficult circumstances, right. who, can, who can experience that in spite of whatever happens to be going on around them, and do the things that make them joyful people. Yes. You know, that's To me, that's the most attractive quality in a person, is a person who experiences consistent levels of joy. And has enthusiasm about what they're engaged in. Yeah. But when you're saying it's all about you, that there is, marriage isn't for you, it's for your spouse, whether or not you enjoy it. Right, uh, you're going to be married whether or not you like it. I, I don't want someone who just stays married to me. I want someone who wants to stay exactly. married to me. And it's not an obligatory thing that they're serving me, even though they are, are getting nothing. Are, yeah, this is terrible and horrible and awful. Or, so it must be good for me. Or yeah, or just discounting. Well, it's not about my pleasure at all. Yep, that's right. So that's level three, which is ultimately a very, I think, a very self-righteous veil over level it two. It certainly leads to a lot of self-righteous because, res- and it leads to a lot of resentment. resentment. Exactly, I'm because, serving yeah. you, and you're. And, and you don't give me anything in return, but th- then it leads to this weird sort of shame spiral. I shouldn't want anything. Uh, it's just anything about back. her. I'm a terrible person. I'm a horrible him. person, but I can't help resenting the fact that I do all of this stuff and I never get anything in return. But okay. I know it's not supposed to be about... Oh, horse on. pucky. Yeah. The whole thing <laughs> is just horse pucky. Right? So, so, so our, our good friend Bernard of Clairvaux says there's one level up from yes. loving the other person for their sake. Yes. I love... Me, for your benefit. I love me for your sake. I take care of me so that I don't need you to take care of me. I take care of me. I take care of certain you know, needs. I'm yes. using little air quotes around that. Yes. Or, or some of them are legitimate needs. Right. Uh, but a lot of what we classify as needs aren't really. But yes. uh, I take care of those things uh, because they make me a better person. So that I can be at my best with you. Because I want to present my best to you. Yes. And so if going out with the guys one night a week right, and being able to blow off steam and enjoy friendships and companionship and peer-to-peer relationships makes me a better person, makes me a better husband, makes me a better father, right. then I'm doing that. And it, part of it feels a little bit self-indulgent, but I'm doing it for your benefit. Right. 
I go to the gym because I want to live longer so that I can be around the people I love. Right. And I'm so I actually go to the gym, uh, which is part of loving myself, but I'm doing it for someone else's benefit. Absolutely. I I nurture my career, right? I, I try to nurture my career. But also... It, all of that frees me up to love you without an expecting expecting anything in return. And especially without looking for something in you that I can't get from you. Yeah. I have good guy friends. And the truth of the matter is, uh, same-sex friendships are different. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying Very they're much you so. know, they're not superior or inferior. They're just different than cross-gender Friendships. So Very I get so. something from my friendship with you yes. that I could never get from a woman. Right. So, and, 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 and when I try to dump all that into another person that's not there for them to give, right. then I deal with disappointment and resentment again. And the reality is I am pursuing joy in my relationship with my wife. Yes. I want to enjoy the wife of my youth. I mean, this is a Christian yeah, meaning yeah, yeah, that's, that's been a, well, going that's around. A, a Old Testament, is, that's a, this is a Jewish Proverbs. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm wanting to enjoy the wife of my youth even as we age. I enjoy, or I get benefit, and I, I'm unashamedly pursuing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And she likes it when I get joy, Right. She should. Absolutely. Because now she has a joyful husband. Yes. And she gets joy from being with me. She gets joy from serving me, but it's not doing it out of obligation. It's doing it because she enjoys it. I yeah. hope. I hope. That's what we're pursuing. Nobody wants to be married to a resentful, bitter person. Servant. servant. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I didn't marry a servant. Now, should she choose to serve me in some capacity, that's her choice. Yeah. And I would hope she is doing that because she does gain some benefit from it. Right. That she enjoys it. Absolutely. So all of that to say, most marriage events are not, they they don't (laughs) talk about this kind of stuff. Most marriage events talk about how you're not doing it right. And especially you guys. And isn't that right, ladies? Where are the ladies in the room? That's right. right. You know what I'm I'm talking about. Short end of the <laughs> lot of elbowing going on, and a see, lot, yeah, you need to exactly. do it better like yeah. that, honey. So, we try as hard as possible when we structure these uh, uh, seminars or weekend retreats, we try as hard as possible to avoid that kind of stuff. There's not going to be any elbowing, and there's not going to be either oaring. That's yeah. what this meme is it's either oaring, it's either serve her or serve you. And if you're serving you, you're wrong. And as we've said in here before, most of the time when you're presented with two choices, take neither. Look for a third way. Yeah. Try to create some third something way. There's got to be something better than either or. Absolutely. So we raised all this money. Yes. And we had this huge event. Yes. Now, I don't know how you are with big events, but I, I frequently struggle with kind of the post-event. Letdown. Yeah. So that's like my voice is kind of scratchy right now mm. still, and I'm really tired oh, still I've been from the Oh, I'm exhausted, event. and plus I have horrible cold right now. So yeah, totally exhausted. I slept in, and, and yeah, it was. I'm still... 
recuperating. I mean, that thing, this thing is nine months in preparation and right. one big event, right? It's, but it was a, it, I, I, I had a good time. It's a blast. And the people, that, like the feedback that I've gotten from people has mm. consistently been, you know, that was a, that was a good event. Exactly. A, great Everybody, a good time out. was had by all. Absolutely. We all dressed up and we all. And we're doing it bigger and better next year yep. and we want everyone to come. It's going to be a, a, even better. So uh, let's talk about big events for a second. All righty. Because um, uh, for a lot of people, uh, like their wedding mm. is the big event. Oh, it's like the biggest. Yeah, that's it's the one the they dream about. Event. It's the one they plan for. And when we think about uh, just the average human life here in America, you've got the wedding, mm-hmm. right? The wedding and the reception, that kind of thing, can be a, a big event. Maybe high school graduation. Graduation is a big event. Is, is a big event. Yeah. Uh, uh, birth of a, birth of a child. Oh, birth of a child event. is an, an event, but it's not like you throw a huge party, right? Right. And generally, you don't. Yeah, the uh, biggest party thrown for me was um, my wife threw a surprise party for my fortieth birthday. Right. So, that, so that's sometimes your fortieth or your fiftieth. Fiftieth or something event. like or that. A yeah. Retirement ceremony is another. I remember one. my my parents. Um, uh, my my parents got married. They were my dad was very young. He was in the navy at the time. They were poor. Mm. Um, and they just snuck off to the justice of the peace and, yeah. and got hitched. Right. So they never had a big to do. Right. Right. So for their twenty fifth anniversary, they decided to get married again. You know, uh, okay. to, so they renewed their vows sure, and, and sure. had a friend of theirs officiate the ceremony. I was my dad's best man. You know. Okay. And uh, I was uh, thirteen oh, at wow. the time. Thirteen. Yeah, thirteen. So, uh, so that was what they did for their twenty fifth. Cool. Uh, we had a big thing planned. For their 50th, which was a few years ago, but the economy had really taken a downward turn, and, and so we we decided to pull off of mm-hmm. that. But for a lot of people, that's like 25th anniversary, let's do something big. Yeah, like well, like our 20th, uh, uh, we did something big this year. We took a trip. It was a big deal. Yeah, um, we, we went out to dinner for our 20th, but uh, like we went somewhere, like they brought the bill, and I thought we had broken something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good night. Yeah, it's I, a good night. Apparently, we broke something. I yes. didn't know. <laughs> Funny, um, but uh, what? Like, what's your? Would you? Would you and Jenny ever get renew your vows? That's a. I, I gotta. I gotta admit. Run off to Vegas and gotta get, admit, get remarried by I, an Elvis impersonator. I, I don't understand the renewal of the vows thing. You don't. No. Hmm. I'm not getting that one. Not getting that one. No. But you've seen it. You've experienced yes, other people I've do it, it, right? You just I've don't understand been, the impulse behind it. I've been asked if I would do it, and if uh, you would do it with Jenny, if you would no, officiate, if I would officiate, if officiate somebody's, somebody's, thing? somebody's, which I didn't end up doing. It was well, why not? Was it just because? No, I think it was a scheduling thing. Okay. Or something. No, it wasn't like I have this. It's, it's not like I have this strong, strong principled objection to it. I'm I'm just trying to wrap my mind around it. Do I? What do I think about it? Well, what about, you know, uh, suppose a, a marriage is trying to heal mm-hmm. from something, you know, some traumatic event, mm-hmm. you know, if uh, if there'd been a separation mm-hmm. or if there'd been infidelity or something like that, would that be a situation in which you think, okay, I, that kind of makes sense? No. No. Even then? No, especially then. Oh, really? No. Okay. Because what that's going to do is put pressure on the relationship, right? And, and mm. it's going to... it's. It's going to feel artificial. You think? Because the only way they're going to rebuild that is through the little daily things. Not done, through a big event. Yeah, done consistently over time. Hmm. I mean, that's the, the yeah. only way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only way is that I'm going to show up on time again and again 
And again, but showing up on time for one big event, anybody can do that. But the fact that uh, you didn't show up on time over and over again, and that led me to suspect what you were doing, and then I find out that you were actually having an affair. Um, so if, she'd, if she's been having an affair and she decides, you know what, uh, this is my way of saying I'm going all in yeah. again, and I'm done with whatever it was, and it's all about Yeah, I don't, want, I don't and, want some... Uh, and, and as a, th- a therapist, I'm going to discourage any big gestures. Mm. Those are easy. It's the small thing. It's the small things that actually say, say I'm committed, even as this thing fluctuates. Because the big event is always the riding the, the high of the emotion and the, the, yeah. you know, the forgiveness and the confession and renewal and blah. No, it's, it's over time. What are you going to do? Hmm. Okay. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like the same thing. You know, the, the, the adage that is said now is people spend far too much time planning their wedding and not near enough time planning their marriage, right? right. Well, this can, is, is kind of a similar sentiment. You know, this reminds me of a little bit. In the, the churches that you and I grew up in, mm-hmm. um, uh, we placed a lot of emphasis on the, the rite of baptism. Yes. Right? And, uh, and periodically, someone would come and they would say, you know, I was baptized... As However many kid, long time ago, whatever, and, yeah. and, and now I want to renew that commitment, so I want to be rebaptized. Right. And that, to me, always seemed a little... Uh, like, there was one guy in our church, he must have gotten rebaptized <laughs> like, seven times. It reminds me, like, there's a, an old Garrison Keillor story about how um, every summer uh, there in Lake Wobegon, they would have the traveling, that like, the tent revival uh-huh, would show uh-huh, up, yeah. and... Uh, and the last night of the revival, you know, where the guy would preach the gospel every night get for five fervor, nights or something, yes. you know, and get people all amped up. And the last night of every revival, the town drunk would show up. Yes. You know, and it, everybody waited for it because it happened every single year. And he would get emotional, and he would walk down the aisle during the altar call, and he would be saying the same thing over and over again. He'd be weeping, and he would just say it over and over again. He would say... Fill me, Lord, fill me. Mm. Fill me, Lord, fill me. Every single year, the same thing like clockwork. Fill me, Lord, fill me. And finally, one of the little old ladies in town, as he was coming down forward saying, Fill me, Lord, fill me. She said, Don't do it, Lord, he leaks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, yeah. But it is, it, it's kind of, it, it's true. We do. We leak. All the time. You know, we, we get amped up at these big events. Yeah. It's easy to get emotional and to plan a, you know, a 25th anniversary party and invite all our friends from all over the country and have that guy who did our original. And we're going to go back to the mm. same hotel we stayed yeah. in in that night. You know? I think it's better if it's a celebration of of the past, uh, uh, but not a promise of the future. Oh. I mean, See, celebrating, okay, hey, take a big did. trip. Yeah. Take a big trip. We've made it this far. That's great. But don't do the renewal and here are the promises, because I think that's going to set up, I don't know, some interesting expectations, the emotional yeah. expectations. Yeah, and, I, you know, it's hard to go back. You know, we get kind of addicted to these uh, cathartic yeah. events, sure, you know? Sure, and, and we we love that feeling so much, that spark, that whatever, those butterflies kind of thing. And, and so we try to manipulate things to recreate it. Right. But the truth of the matter is I'm not 23 anymore. I'm 43 now. Yes. I'm a completely different person. And yeah. even, if I, even if we went back to the same chapel and had the same people lined right. up next to us and had all the same people in the room, it would be different because I'm 43 now. Yeah. 
even if we took the same trip and said the same words. But I mean, you can do that. I, I just, I worry about putting expectations on what's to come, putting expectations on the event itself, but putting expectations on, you know, what you're going to, you know, one of the things, I, I think we've talked about this before, I may have said it, but uh, is finding a way to lower my expectations, but keep my hopes high. Right. That is a very difficult thing to do. I was talking to a guy the other day who said uh, we got married. He was celebrating 22 years, right? So I was like, man, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's great. That's great. And he said, uh, you know what I attribute it to is the best piece of marital advice we ever received, and it was the, uh, on our wedding day. Really? Yeah. The pastor took us aside said, guys, this is a huge event. It's exciting. Everybody's here. I just want to tell you this. Lower your expectations, <laughs> because what's to come is not going to match up to it. No. And he, he said it sounds bizarre that that was actually helpful, but it really was helpful yeah. advice. Lower your expectations, thinking you... and Well, that's the whole you know Buddhist philosophy, that it, yes. it's our expectations that set us up for disappointment. That's what leads to the suffering. And if we can release those expectations. But now what, what Buddhism isn't always good at is giving us a reason to hope. Right. For a better future. And so how do we keep our hopes right. high while our expectations, our expectations are, are, are low? Are, the way I say low. it is, look, you let go of what you think you need, but amp up what you want. See, and that's a big thing, because, yeah. uh, again, we, going back to what I was saying earlier, a lot of what we lump into the category of needs, we don't really need. I need oxygen. I don't need sex. I don't need sex. I want sex, but I don't need it. Not now. Well, no, not right this minute. Really? No, this okay. minute, I, I neither need it nor want it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you stay yeah, on that side I, of the table. Exactly. Okay. I don't need it. I want it. Right. I don't need to be married. I want to be married, though. I don't need affection. Yeah. I mean, I it, want affection. I do. I don't need words of affirmation. It's I want a, them. Exactly. And the thing is, the wanting... But we feel weird and selfish uh, by know. saying what I want. Isn't that weird? I, that is the most bizarre yes. thing in the world. If I say I want it, then no, I'm being, being selfish. selfish. But if I say I need it, well, okay, if you need it. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why we say need is because it puts the onus of who owns the meeting of it yeah. on the other person. Yeah. Right? If I want it, then I need to pursue it. If I need it, then you need to give you it to me. You have to give it to me. Otherwise, you're keeping from me something that I need. And I you're might a die. jerk. So, yeah. Because if I need it and you don't give it to me, then you're a jerk. If I want it and you don't, well, that's just your preference, and I'm a vulnerable, hurt person. Yeah. Or I'm selfish and needy. I mean, I mean selfish and greedy. If I want it, I'm greedy. But if I need it, then it's just, you know, it's that's okay part if of I'm being needy. human. Yeah. Because yeah. we would rather, it's interesting, we would rather be needy than greedy. That's terrible. Isn't that nobody interesting? Wants, uh, but again, nobody wants to be married to a needy person. Oh, good God, no. Unless you're a needy person yourself. And I would much rather be married to someone who knows what they want and is willing to pursue it. And they choose me. That's a respectable thing, though. Absolutely. Like, deciding, this is what I want, owning it, and going after it. Or, it's just, even if, because if, like, sometimes there are things that I want that are illegitimate. Yes. Right? And, like but, the helper monkey you uh, <laughs> mentioned one time. I, I can't believe you remembered <laughs> the that. The helper monkey. A helper monkey. That would be fun, right? Uh-huh. To have a helper monkey. But then to think, okay, what's underneath that? Yeah. You know, wh- okay, what's, what's prompting that desire? Well, you know, it, I feel like I need a little assistance or I've, you know, whatever. Sure, you know, what, sure. So, but but that's, that's a healthy conversation to have. 
But if I if I just list it as a need, well, then I don't have to worry about, you know. You need to fulfill it. Yeah, Not me, right. because if I need it and don't have it, then that must mean I'm not capable of providing it for me, so you need to, like affection. I mean, you said you don't need affection, right? No. It is one of the things that we do need human touch. Sure. We do need that in order, in order to thrive, to in order to thrive. grow up. Right. Sure, we absolutely have to have that. But when we put that as a need onto one person, then it's their job to provide it for us, and if they don't, they're a jerk. <laughs> yeah. Right? And we can blame them. So I left you yeah. know, that, that relationship because they weren't meeting my needs. And, we say and doesn't that sound completely legitimate? Yes, I had legitimate needs. I had needs, and they need neglected it. my... But if I say, I had desires that were mm. being unmet, so I left. Right. Now I sound... <laughs> you're right. I sound like a jerk. Exactly. When I, say, I sound like a greedy jerk. Right. And someone needs to write me a letter that says, it's not about you. Exactly. You shouldn't be pursuing your wants. No, if you have needs, then you need to communicate those needs. Right. But if you have wants, you need to keep them to yourself. That's dumb. It's the stupidest, like the thing. most backwards thing ever. It, but it gets promoted all the time, like with this Facebook meme, right? That oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, the 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 most attractive thing in the world has always been this amazing, amazing. Uh, I'm going to use a weird word: conflagration. Yeah, that's a good word. Yeah, I like that I like word. that word. Right. Yeah. It's a coming together of disparate parts to yeah, yeah, make yeah. an interesting thing, a new thing, and it's this combination of vulnerability with confidence. And to me, one of the most attractive things Mm -hmm. is somebody who doesn't need me. Exactly. But but wants wants my company. Yeah. I mean, think about that. That's a difference. They think don't need me, yeah. but they want me. Which is why, you know what, we always have these, these conversations about, you know, who, of, of a celebrity, who would you just like to hang out with, you know? And in the part of that attraction uh, to hanging out with somebody... Is, is that they want to spend time with yes, you. Yes, but they don't need to because no. they're a celebrity. They could spend, spend their time with anybody, anybody. But if they chose to hang out with me, that would be really cool. Yeah. Right? Because they don't, want, they don't need me. They're not gaining anything from spending time with me other than the pleasure of my company. Yeah. Which is how I think marriage should be. Yeah. yeah that we're not I don't in need this. you. No, that doesn't mean we don't you. choose to depend on one another. Well, that's a different thing. Well, I'm we're choo- interdependent. I am choosing to depend on you, but that doesn't mean I'm lost without you. Yeah. You complete me. I can't live without you. I'll die if you leave. And that means you need help. Yes. Serious help. <laughs> right. You do not need me. Who you need wants teams to marry of an therapists. incomplete person? You need medication, not me. <laughs> Perhaps electroshock therapy. Yes, but not me. No. Right. But that's what we put forward as the ideal for it. And because, again, this wanting thing, I I like how you put it, that it makes us look greedy if I want you. Right? Yeah, but isn't that like, isn't that one of the sexiest things someone can say? Oh my gosh. I want you. Now, if somebody says, I need you, that, now we've crossed a line into creepy, like that's unhealthy. But somebody who says, I want you. Here's an interesting... Okay, here's where my mind is going, okay? And this is because it's what my mind is on. Sure. Is tomorrow, my wife is having surgery. Right. We've right? talked about this. Your your wife has just recently been diagnosed with melanoma. Yes. So she's got skin cancer, and it's the second time she's gotten cancer. And because of that, they're taking it very seriously, right? And, and they're going in doing surgery, and that's tomorrow, and then we'll find out later, uh, a few days later, if she needs chemo, and that's what we don't want. But... Are you okay? Did you yes, sound like you swallowed a fly? I did, I think. <laughs> okay. Flew right in there. Wow. 
I didn't need the fly. I wanted it. <laughs> um, so here's one of the interesting things that I've discovered is when, when my wife was going through chemo the first time is the incredibly high divorce rate of people who go through of couples this. where one spouse gets cancer. Right. I mean, I've heard, I've seen studies upwards of like 80%. Wow, that high. I mean, really, really high. Okay. Because it does stress. Sure. It puts all the kinds system of system. Yeah. That you are not, and it asks questions of mortality, mm-hmm. and it requires more of you, and it really does bring in this challenge of for better or for worse. Yeah. Because when your bald a lot of wife is sitting next to you, right, in the chemo chair, then you, that's when you find out if you really love that person for what they're giving to you mm. or not. Because she wasn't meeting my needs. Yeah. Right. So what do you do then? My abs wouldn't be anywhere else in the world. Yeah. Right. But I did notice how many. I mean, they have these big recliners in the chemo room, and very often I was the only spouse there. Yeah. So many spouses. They don't, I just can't. Yeah. And 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 that's kind of what happens. But here's the interesting thing: is my wife is going surgery tomorrow. Right. Now, does she need someone to drive her there? Yes. Yeah. And drive and her home. Yes. Yeah, she needs back. someone to do that. Someone has to do that. But she would not say she needs me there. Because she could find somebody else. She could find somebody yeah. else. She would prefer to have me. Because in that situation, she doesn't need you, but she wants you. She has stead- said that. I want you there. Yeah. Right? And I say, and I want to be there. And that's so different from, and we say these things casually, and the word need has crept into our vocabulary so casually. I need you to yeah. whatever. I mean, even down to, I need you to take out the trash. You don't need you don't me to need take you. out the trash. Yes. Will you please take out the trash? How about that? I'd like you to take out the trash. I hear it in coaches speak oh, on the field. Goodness. Hey, yeah. I need a hit right here. You, you know, need, I need a hit. You um, don't need it. What's going to happen? What? Are you going to die? Yeah. If and, I don't get a hit, and is it for your benefit? Yeah, when right. I'm doing this, Let's, it's just it's weird language that we use. But words mean what they mean. Absolutely, we use them for a reason, and it is the frank. Again, it comes to it's easier to need than it is to want because wanting is vulnerable, mm-hmm. right? Because wanting sets me up. Yes. What happens if I don't get what I want? Yeah. Am I going to go in the corner and pout? Right. Or am I going to be a big boy? Big boys learn how to deal with when they don't get what they want. Yes, it is part of being a grown up. That's part of being a that kind of sucks, but yeah, it I mean, does, it, it, that, that's... But the, learning right. to lick your own wounds when you don't get what you want mm-hmm. is one of the great qualities of being an adult human being. Well, in human development, we talk about how important the ability to self-soothe yeah. is. You know, letting a child figure out when they're crying in their bed mm-hmm. how to work that through. Yep. If they don't learn how to do that, how to deal with that, then it's going to set them up for... A lot of hardships later on. Which is why every time we rescue our kids from an uncomfortable situation or speak for them when an adult has spoken to them, every time we do something for them that they should be doing for themselves, it actually cripples their ability to learn basic human adult skills. Yeah, so I was at uh, lunch. So then they get married and Uh, they look someone to replace their parent. Yeah, that's what their spouse is. And so oh, that's why, again, yeah. another reason why this, the need language continues. Well, I needed my mom, which you do need your parents for a while, but because I never learned to really do more and more for myself, then I just switched the need from my mom to my wife. And, you know, we've talked in here before about uh, Malcolm Gladwell talks about there being a healthy sense of entitlement. Yeah. 
that we want our kids to have this idea that, you know, if you want something, go talk to somebody about it. Pursue it. Talk to the coach. Talk to the teacher. Sitting at lunch yesterday with two of my daughters, and uh, and one of them was looking kind of sad. And I was like, what's going on? And she said, well, I ran out of sauce. And I said, well, go get some more. Will you do it? No. Hmm. The lady is right there. Yeah. Just go and tell her what you want. Well, what if it costs something? Well, tell her to put it on the bill, and I'll pay for it. Mm-hmm. But just, but you, it's important for her in that moment to be able to go and talk to a grown-up and say, I would like this. Yes. That's an important thing for them to do, even and, when they're you know, 10, 12 years old. And I can see that, you know what, if the lady responds badly, that can be an interesting, yeah. a good moment for your daughter. If she responds well, that can be a good moment for your daughter. Yep. Speaking what... They want to, to learn how to authentically represent themselves. So few of us know how to just say, here's what I want. Here's, uh, here's an interesting, speaking of sports, I think I told you this, but I don't think I said it in podcast, but last weekend, my son had a baseball oh, right. tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked right? about this. And, and it was a great weekend. It was the first time his team has ever actually gone and played all the games on Saturday and Sunday and ended up the champion on Sunday Won night. the tournament. Yes, it was very, very cool. But the first game on Saturday morning, they're terrible, playing horribly, right? They end up with this unbelievable comeback, blah, blah, blah. But when my son, he, he and I had worked, he had asked me to help him with his hitting because he'd been struggling. And so we went to his hitting teacher. Right, you showed me this, the video. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Through, yeah. Exactly. And uh, opening up too soon, flying open the shoulder, whatever. And, and so he's got a hitting instructor yes, who's and, very, very competent. In, and, in, and I was so, I decided, even though I'm not a coach of his team anymore, I decided from the sidelines as he's up to bat, as he's going up to bat, to echo some of the things that his hitting instructor had said. Hey, now, Brandon, remember. Now, remember. Keep that, uh, keep that chin down. Keep that chin down. So Keep that shoulder in. He had a bat at bat, right? Gets out, goes to the dugout, doesn't look at me. But then he yells for me, not, not angrily, just, hey, dad. From the dugout. You're being summoned to the dugout Which by yourself. Which never happens. Yeah. Right, never happens. So, Is he going to say, thank you so much <laughs> for chirping at So me here's what I do. <laughs> I, I, so I go over there, hey, dude, what's up? And he stands up and looks right at me in the eyes and says, hey, Dad, can you not coach me from the sidelines ever again? Wow. That's how he said it. Now, for a lot of dads out there, that crushes them. Yeah. My son just told me he doesn't want me to... You know, and for a lot of moms out there, they're they're already like they're welling up with tears mm-hmm. at this terrible moment, this tragic thing. Your son has just told you he doesn't want you anymore. And I said, absolutely. Yes, sir. Actually, yeah, I said, yes, sir. Because right there, he demonstrated manhood to me. That's a good thing. Man, speaking to the utmost authority in his life. Yeah. But stating very clearly, politely, calmly, but firmly... This is what I want. Can you please not coach me from the sidelines again? It was, I didn't care what happened. You're welling up I for know, a different man. reason. Like I other know. people would be because they're disappointed or they're sad or whatever, oh, but you're man. like, this is Or this take is a it great offensively. Milestone. Look, yeah. I pay for all this stuff. I can tell you whatever I want because you're mom. Come on. Oh, yeah, yeah, God. yeah. You, you know don't what? need your kid. Yeah, exactly. Which you is want like, your kid. Uh, and so I called him sir because he, he earned it. Yeah. You know, that's manhood right there. I loved it, right? So I want them to be able to confidently say what they want, right? And also be able to lick their wounds if they don't necessarily get it. But he was going to get that from me. Now, how do you get there? So I think part of it, you start when they're young. Absolutely. Asking them, what do you want? Yes. Yes. Oh, and and, but also giving them a choice. Do you want this or this? Yeah. You want this or this? How about this or this? Which would you prefer? And I'm not making the choice for you, right? But I'm deciding which 
options you have. Yes, right. Right. Yeah. So I'm not giving you, you pick Unlimited. something out in the whole store. I'm Never. saying which one, this or this, which one do you like better? And you have five minutes to make the choice or two seconds to make the, oh, however long you have a time frame because that's the way the world works. And if at the time frame you don't make that choice, I will make it for you. But the next time I will give you that same choice, that same time frame again, because I want you getting comfortable pursuing what you want. And if they say the red one and you really were hoping they picked the blue one, uh, Resist the urge to say, are you sure? Because oh this blue one, it's, it's kind of... Uh, it's hard. Know, if it were me, I'd probably pick the blue uh, one, but uh, if you really want the red one, no. Passive-aggressive manipulation. <laughs> it's so easy to do with kids, I know. Uh, yeah, but resist that urge. I, because I, I, But uh, the main thing is I've got to say what I want. Right? Yeah, and that's. I think that's uh, so much of what, when we talk about how do you get your kids to blah, 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 the answer is always the same thing. You do it. Yeah. Right. You've got to get to the point where you really carefully examine your own use of the word need Mm -hmm. and how many things that are really just wants that you're saying are needs. How authentically are you representing yourself? Because your kids are watching and they're learning from you and you're defining normal for them. Right. And if you're wondering why people don't seem to be serving you the way that you think they should. (laughs) (laughs) Then the question is, okay, am I projecting neediness or am I projecting strength? And And one of the paradoxes in life is we do not give to an empty hat. Right. We, give, we, always, we always want some seed money in there. Yes, we give to the full hat. Yeah. Why? Because they don't need it. <laughs> it's a weird, ironic thing, but when the guy's playing in the subway and his hat is empty, you don't give money. But when it is overflowing and there's lots of people standing around, you're like, hey, in. oh yeah, gosh. That's right. It's the weirdest thing. It's the same, same thing with a charity, right? If we need the money, uh, yeah. it doesn't work very well, exactly. right? But if we don't need it, but we, we want, want it so do. we can do more stuff, that's then right. people give to it, and that's what we experienced uh, this this Friday. As people filled our bucket up more than we anticipated. In order to throw on these great retreats that I cannot wait to do the next one. Growing up is hard. Yeah. But that's, uh, it, it's, in, it, it's a necessary thing to be a grown-up. You know, if you want to be an adult, you've got to go through that process of growing up, which is difficult. That's what the world needs most. That's why we do what we do. So thanks for listening, everyone, to You Must Chill, two guys learning how to calm down so that we can grow up and we can eventually get closer to the people who matter most. Do you you want sex now? No. Now that we're finished? No, 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 no. Go away. Leave me alone. What's the safe word? I will uh, talk to you more next week. Peace.